0: Hello, all. Welcome to the Lunar C Spire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is Episode Four Fifteen, and today we'll be talking about Wing It Like Witches from the Owl House. I'm GC13, and I'm Soren. This was a fun episode
1: the the obligatory sports episode. But they spent and it was the, so proud of it too. And they were spending the entire episode poking fun at the fact that they're having an obligatory sports
0: episode. It almost makes you wonder what they could have done with the obligatory beach episode that they had to cut. Oh my god, that's right.
1: <laughs> they also mention that. Yeah, let's see, this episode, Bosha is getting a really big head because it's grudgey season and the whole island loves her.
0: Well, the town.
1: The whole town loves her and the staff as well. And she hates that Willow is not, like, horrifically unpopular and picked on anymore. So she's, like, picking on her...
0: To put her back in her place.
1: Yeah, exactly. And Luce gets fed up and challenges her to a grudge rematch because she thinks that's what you do in a sports episode.
0: Well, scrappy underdogs always win, so... Was she wrong?
1: (laughs) Yes, but um, but only on a technicality.
0: Which not even Basha is willing to argue about after the fact.
1: Yes. Um, so, let's see. They have a training montage for training for the thing, and... They suck. Well, first they had
0: a montage explaining what a montage was. Then they had a training montage.
1: An excellent, excellent joke. Luce gets way too into over her head, pushes Gus and Willow too far, and they give up. Luce wants to take Bosch's punishment to forfeit, um, but at the last second, they decide to fight with Amity, who was kind of just in the sidelines up until this point.
0: Yeah, she was having her gay panic Yeah, exactly.
1: Hilariously. And so they win, but then they have what is essentially an extremely on-the-nose satire of the Golden Snitch from Harry Potter. What do they call it? The Rusty Smidge? The Rusty Smidge. Yes, and it makes the other team win automatically. But then Luce was such a good sport throughout the entire thing that Bosch's teammates were friends with her anyway. And it resolves because... Maybe if you're bad at sports, as long as you're a good person, it'll work
0: out. So in the end, Willow was right. You can't solve everything with a positive attitude and a dope soundtrack. All you need (laughs) is the positive attitude. Admitting that it was
1: dope, the extremely Yes, the soundtrack from Ricky.
0: Yes. (laughs)
1: Famous, famous boxing movie. Yeah, exactly. It was a very cute episode, and we do get more of Amity just experiencing her gay panic.
0: And the- the whole time we have the B plot of Ida first reliving her old Grudge Bee memories and then challenging Lilith to a game of Grudge Bee for winner takes Ida's freedom because hey, Lose is always challenging people to things. <laughs> but it, in this case, despite having zero
1: communication between them, they have what is essentially the exact same plot, but Ida does actually win in one last show of her being competent at magic before it gets taken away. Uh, and she did have that cute little moment at the end where she gives Lily her ring as, like, yeah, a sign of something.
0: Yeah, that was... Yeah, poor Lilith. Hey, Lilith, have you ever considered becoming a wild witch? There are always <laughs> positions open. Um, well, she,
1: she also loses her magic, so loses the yeah. opportunity of becoming that. Now she's just wild in the more traditional sense.
0: I wonder if Lilith would have ever had the chance to remove her brand, and leave the coven. Um, something tells
1: me that the Emperor might have just let that happen, because she is, in quoting her, wasn't that good at her job.
0: Well, to be fair, she only said that when she realized that Steve and two coven heads were members of the Rebellion, so. Yeah, she, she
1: was just such a bootlicker, butt-kisser, that nobody who wanted to conspire would have included her at all. Yeah, and and she has, like, she spends the majority of a season being, like, sad and directionless, and then you see that little bit again when she's, like, worshipping King. Yes. So, she's gotta worship something.
0: Dark deeds done in your name? Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> and then, Steve, I can recommend you a good therapist. Phenomenal. Phenomenal <laughs> jokes. I know I'm, like, jumping the gun and talking about something, like, a season in advance, but
0: but it is important to talk about Lilith because she's got moves, like and she didn't she didn't hustle Ida either. At the at the start of that uh match, she showed that she still had all of her grudge-y skills after yeah, all Yeah, with years. her
1: little like kicks and stuff, and extremely difficult even if you've been playing a sport for a while. And like not playing a sport for thirty years, like what is she doing to keep up all this practice? Cause you asked me to play a game from like five years ago and I'm I have no freaking clue what I'm doing.
0: I could probably bust out my old Yu-Gi-Oh deck, but that's a little different. <laughs> it's
1: it's one it's it it, it follows a similar rules, you know. God, I haven't played basketball since middle school.
0: There's a lot of monsters eating monsters in Grudgebeast, so maybe they are pretty similar.
1: Yeah, I, it is interesting. Like, who decides on the booby traps in the ring? And obviously, like Hootie was acting as booby trap.
0: I'm assuming that you just design, you know, the field, and that's your home field advantage, that you can train around all of your particular booby traps, whereas Mm. you can only watch where the other team's booby traps are and very rarely get to play them.
1: See, that would make sports more interesting to me, because I generally, as a rule, find watching sports to be an incredibly boring affair. And so the idea that, like, at a random point they'll step on a booby trap and open a bottomless pit That would be much more entertaining. Like, having to watch Serena Williams, like, dodge deadly plants? Great. I would be her biggest fan. I don't know any other athletes! (laughs) On the other hand, life insurance premiums would go through the roof. Yeah, but don't you make, like, big money being a, a big sports person? Yeah. People pay money, and then you make a lot of that money.
0: I wonder if they have amateur athlete rules... In the boiling aisles or if Bosch is able to take endorsement deals.
1: Uh, maybe for college grudge me, if they have that. The it's really funny, like, what morals the Isle has as far as laws. Like you have to take scheduled breaks, but child labor is okay.
0: I I still think King just completely made that up and Alador just went with it <laughs> because it's like, well, I mean he's saying it. He wouldn't be just fibbing to me, would he? <laughs> I mean, he finds out almost immediately
1: after that he was. But I don't think Alador cared.
0: Yeah, what's, so wait, tell me again about how we're all going to die. Yeah. Oh, full disclosure, I'm not actually a loyal member of the Emperor's Coven. Yeah, I kind of figured you weren't from the part where you told me that the Emperor was going to kill us. <laughs> and um, that you're allowed breaks. Only the disloyal members take breaks.
1: Which is funny, because workplaces will actually say that to you. They're like... <laughs> well, re- real hard workers wouldn't take their legally obligated 15-minute break. And I'm like, mm, up yours. And I would take my break. What you gonna do, call the Department of Labor?
0: I'm gonna call the school spirits. They're gonna be very down about your just general attitude here.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna be disappointing them. That was a great joke. I wish they would have, like, kept running with it. The school spirits joke.
0: I don't know. I was- I, I really enjoy the school spirits joke, but there was just something about King running that mouse out of- eat his hair that was nice
1: yes but they had the ghost appear twice like they said that same ghost two yep. times
0: they just needed a third time and it would have been perfect have him ca- call him back he he's the one who scores the point at the end of the thorn vault willow can't quite reach but he does a cheer and tips it in
1: I mean, I was surprised that it was just Gus and the crowds. Like, the whole school saw the challenge. I imagine many people wanted to see.
0: Yeah, I would have thought that a lot of people would have shown up to see Willow and Basha in a Grudgeby match, but I guess we have to show that Gus doesn't quite understand how the wave works. They get the standing up part right, but they don't sit back down. He's working on it.
1: He's working on it. Yeah, uh, maybe they're all in after school clubs, and Grudgeby is one of the after school clubs.
0: Hmm, yeah, maybe. I mean, Willow and Luz and Gus were all ditching to practice their grudge being. Yeah,
1: that's right. None of them showed up to class today.
0: I guess they just told their teacher, oh, uh, we're going to be doing a scrimmage with Basha later. And they're like, say no more. What? You can do whatever you need. Say less. I'm.
1: <laughs> what time I want to be there.
0: <laughs> I'm just disappointed that Basha didn't throw anything at that teacher. You know, she he was really wanting her to throw something at him. And she let him down.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I can't think of a single high school child, even for beloved teachers, that's like universally loved by all students who would not take the opportunity to throw something at their teacher. Like, I would do it- I would do it today! I would do it today, I see my high
0: school teacher on the street. Maybe this guy deserved his snub, because it used to be, oh, you know, Bellows came to power 50 years ago, but now it's more than 50 years ago he put in Covenhead, so... Muddying the waters for me. I mean, if it was
1: 51, I can imagine people still rounding down or not necessarily keeping perfect track. Like, people will say the United States is 200 years old. Um, It's pretty much more um, more than that, but, like, I don't know the exact year. I'm not keeping track. I'm not celebrating their anniversary.
0: I mean, really, he should just say what year it happened, you know? But then you'd have to come up with a year. I mean, you would obviously just date it from the start of Belos' reign, so... They have, like, actual like calendar systems here though you can still renumber it okay this is now year zero of the Belusian era
1: yeah what is the modern era called in this show another trip to the Owl House wiki
0: Um, you should check the episode where Amity loses her library job and then Luz gets it back the Echo Mouse episode
1: I'm just gonna hit Deadwardian era okay so previously was the Savage Ages
0: of which the Deadwardian era was a part
1: yes it was a specific one. Oh, like the whole, everything changed color, apparently. Huh. <laughs> These environmental changes could be due to the modern-day over-harvesting of palestrum trees. So not only, not only did Belos, you know, do all of his other horrible things, but he's also causing
0: Demon Realm's climate change. So he's a Captain Planet villain at this point, right? Yeah, just perform some eco-terrorism. Kidnap, uh, Angelica's mother again? Rugrats joke. I would not have gotten it. So, I-, I got a question for you about the kid who thought, why can't you be more like Basha? And the face? Yes, the face. That, that was like a, that was a, you guys are so stupid face, right? Yes, that was like, oh god,
1: not this again. Like, you're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're really doing this now face.
0: Aren't those the two who made Steve cry?
1: Were they? I don't remember.
0: I think they were. You know, he's really sad that he doesn't have a, he doesn't have someone to walk across the street with. Poor Steve. So I, I know we mentioned the rusty smidge before, and I know I mentioned also that even Basha ignores it, but it's like, this has like been my one pet peeve about this episode, is that they included this one dig at Harry Potter when even the episode ignores it. And like, I promise you, if they were to make A, like, Fields of Grudgeby miniseries for the Owl House. They would just completely ignore the Rusty Smidge rule. They wouldn't even mention it, except maybe to mention, like, oh yeah, we're not doing that. Oh yeah, future, future,
1: if if Grudgeby ever comes up in the show again, like, they're not going to mention the Rusty Smidge rule. If they do, they might say, like, the committee on Grudgeby, whatever they have said, that they are removing it.
0: Maybe they could say that the estate of J.K. Rowling or, you know, a legally safe knockoff of her name has sued them for the rights to that rule.
1: <laughs> Not SMP approved. That would also be funny, I think. I also, um, looking at their uniforms, I do enjoy that they have the gemstones. Like, they do kind of keep up with the idea that gemstones are just very fashionable amongst witches. But this is like 30 years later, so you'd think fashions would have changed. I don't know, I- It's funny, I was just saying, like, I think gemstones are cool, but then, like, jewelry exists. But I'm like, no, big, giant, gaudy gemstones that you have on the center of your chest. Like, from Steven's universe. They do look pretty rad. They do look super cool, and if I was a cool magic witch, if I had a cool magic gemstone, that would be sick. Like, I always go to those, like, gift shops and stuff, and they're like, oh, these are worry stones, Or, like, no, these are, like, these crystals, they cleanse your psyche. And I'm like, this would all be so cool if it was real. Like, it just makes me sad. I'm seeing all these, like, cool gemstones. Like, I could just keep rocks, and they cure my mental illness.
0: But it doesn't work like
1: that. But it doesn't work like that.
0: Now, I I had another issue, though, with the- This was just a minor issue. I didn't even think of it until I was watching to discuss this podcast. But you know how when Luz catches the fire Grudge Ball- in her block of ice, and she's like, oh, hey, a-, a glyph, and she puts the paper on it.
1: Yeah, extremely tiny moment that completely changes, like, the way that she can fight in the future. Yes,
0: that 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 was what I had always heard, like, oh, yeah, she learned it from Basha. And, like, this episode makes it clear that she did, because later on she's like, okay, here's what I got, and she shows all four glyphs. Mm-hmm. So she has had time to- she memorized the glyph, because she didn't take a picture of it, and she didn't trace it, like-
1: No, she used that paper immediately after. Yeah, I always remember watching that, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is where she learns the fire glyph, and, and I was just like, is she going to trace it? Oh, no, she can just copy it over. Oh, she's just going to use it right away. Girl's got
0: memory. But apparently she memorizes it and is able to find time mid-grudge be-batch to draw out another glyph of it. I think they had, like, a
1: timeout when they were, like, deciding which one to use. Like, I think she had, like, okay. a few seconds. Like, everybody else was getting water, and she was, like, copying down some glyphs.
0: I mean, she already has freakishly good circle drawing abilities. Why not photographic memory?
1: Yeah, I mean, no wonder she wants to pursue being an artist. I love how both her and Amini are, like, kind of beginning amateur artists. Like, they're really starting to get into the hobby. And and she'll, like, critique it. Her cross hatching's getting better. And (laughs) this sort of thing. Like, I really enjoy that. Because truly, I say this as an artist, like, you end up dating other artists. I don't, like, intend for it to happen, but that's just what ends up happening. Like, everybody I've dated has been an artist.
0: So, as an artist, what's your opinion of the sketch that Luz left for Ida in her box of cheats? Let me go back to it. Because I'm just gonna say, like, my impression is that is one disturbing jaw. It's not bad. It's very- like, she obviously watched
1: a lot of Sailor Moon, but that's okay. The hand is good. Well, that's the thing, right, 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 right. Where- Copyright issues, it's kind of... you When you want to draw something that, like, a child drew in a show, like, you don't want to have to deal with, like, the licensing for that. It's just easier to have an adult do it. But all the adults on the show are already artists, so you end up with the situation of an artist who is very skilled, trying to pretend to be an artist who hasn't built up that skill yet.
0: Oh, uh, so this is like when you have a singer and tell them to sing poorly. Yeah, exactly. Like,
1: <laughs> It, you can definitely see, like, a lot of portions where there's like, no, wait, we're supposed to be bad at this and they're, like, intentionally changing it to be bad. Like, going back on themselves you get too much into the habit of drawing the same characters, like, no, drama's if it was bad. But it's not that bad. It's very much like, obviously, loose and it's very clean.
0: Okay. Because, I don't know, the the jawline is a bit much for me.
1: Yeah, they're trying to be like, wait, no, this is loose drawing it, and she's a weeb, so we have to give it, like, that early weeb trying to learn how to
0: draw style. Maybe this is how she sees herself, and this is why she thought she was tough enough to be a sailor. She thinks she has that that chiseled jaw. She thinks she has a rugged jawline. (laughs) Oh my god, now we need fan art of Luz in her sailor outfit, but with that jaw. With that jaw maybe in a few years. Or maybe just with the handsome Squidward face. I'll, I'll settle for the handsome Squidward face. You know
1: what, that could probably be easy enough to Photoshop. I'm not drawing that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, in your professional opinion.
1: But once again, I'm not doing this, and I don't want to dedicate that much thought into what it would take to Photoshop Handsome Squitter's face onto Loose Owl House.
0: I'll take it under advisement.
1: <laughs> you can Photoshop. Eh, poorly. Very poorly. I've seen David pull off some pretty interesting edits and photoshops. Yeah, he's pretty good. So, David, if
0: you do end up listening to this episode, you know what to do. <laughs> Anyway, guys, that's it for us on Wing It Like Witches. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm Soren. Leave us a comment or a review. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCespire.com.
1: I'm not gonna do that. You're blasting. You're not gonna do bot. it. Okay. No, it's it's so loud, <laughs> and I don't always nail it. So no, I'm not doing it.